0: Episode 263, Global From Asia, Amazon Associates, and Amazon FBA. Let's go. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. How is everybody doing? I'm back in Chiang Mai, and in the interview, my son and my daughter jump in, and want to ask questions too. <laughs> it's one of the beautiful things about working online. I uh, took over my daughter's room to turn into a studio, so I guess she can come in here whenever she wants. They'll probably be better business people than I will, that's for sure almost. <laughs> so we are here in the middle of July, getting towards the end, and Maggie's here. Maggie, you want to say blah blah blah? Say, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, thank you. Okay, i I catch you later, okay, Maggie? Daddy, I give you my cat. Oh, she gave you your cat, great. You love this cat, huh? Great, okay, Daddy needs to do some work, okay? Is this work? I don't know, maybe it's work. Well, that just ate up a bunch of time in our intro. I try to keep the intros short. I don't want to bore you to death. We got the blah, blah, blah section after is uh, where I'll maybe talk some more about some associates experiences and replies uh, that I was getting. But today we got a really nice guest, Matt Diggity. He's an SEO expert based in Chiang Mai and runs a pretty awesome conference in November that you should check out if possible. And we have a pretty interesting conversation. It's I had an interview outline, but I kind of went off topic a little bit, but we're bouncing back and forth between... Amazon, you know, being a seller or an FBA seller or, you know, product-based brand owner and an Amazon associates or affiliates in general. He's an affiliate expert, and SEO expert, and we are kind of given into the mindset and I learned some things. I thought it was harder to get these affiliates, but seems like it's just a matter of getting through to them. So we have some fun conversations and after our blah, blah, blah section, I will share some, uh, updates about what I've felt through, um, reaching out to some affiliates. All right, here we go. Let's go into the interview. Episode two, six, three, as always, we have our links and show notes at global slash episode two, six, three, making payments in Asia and looking for a good friend to work with. I'm proud to say GoRemit.hk is one of our long-term sponsors here at Global From Asia, and they're a cross-border payment solution for your Hong Kong bank to pay to all around different parts of Asia. So as I've mentioned in other shows, friends have asked me, how do I make small little payments to the Philippines, to China, other places, Southeast Asia, without these fixed higher bank fees? And GoRemit.hk is definitely one of those solutions. They also have great service, and you can connect to them on various different channels, and they're out to help you. So if you'd like to learn more, check them out and apply for free at www.goremit.hk. Thanks again for sponsoring, and I would love it if you support them. Cheers. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in on our Global Asia show. This one's going to be a fun one. We're just prepping a little bit, Matt Diggity. Thanks for coming on the show to He's uh SEO expert and uh, I've been following you from a distance over the years. So it's great to have you on the show today, Matt.
1: The pleasure is mine, Michael. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So there's so much we could talk about. Um we're, you know, of course you're in Asia, you're in Thailand, you're doing online business, you know, how how is how's life? How's life in general?
1: Man, no complaints. Like I I got to Thailand about six years ago and never really fell out of love with it man I, I, I mean I'm an I'm an American I'm from California and California, especially San Diego where is where is that is not a bad place to live at all like perfect weather and that kind of stuff but so, something about the Asia lifestyle really struck a chord with me and you know I'm all in now like I'm married, I'm building a house it's, Whoa. it's got the first floors done like I'm in
0: Wow, there you go man there's, um, there's commitment that's awesome uh yeah i'm in the, i'm in the married club now kids too nice. so well well i have any tips on the the kids thing man take your time take your time <laughs> <laughs> but uh but uh yeah like san diego i don't small fact some listeners might know about me but i lived in ocean beach for about barely six months in, uh kind of between new york and china so i uh it was a really cool fish tacos and California burritos, man. That was that was that was a good life.
1: That's the people. That's the thing I miss the most. The Mexican food. Yeah, man.
0: that was it, awesome.
1: You can try as hard as you can to get it right, but you know, there's nothing better than literally Mexico and California when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. nice.
0: those French fries inside the, I think it's the California burrito, right? It has like greasy fries in the middle of a burrito. It's like amazing. I don't yeah. even know where else to get that. <laughs> cool. So, you know, we're talking, I know some of our listeners are in the e-commerce game and Amazon game, and, you know, I think we could talk about maybe your, your you know, is Amazon the next five years, 10 years, are you, I know, I think you even said an email you're staying away from associates and stuff like that personally, but I've been talking to people, I think, is there any way, to is this the the, the Amazon train is still is still the future of, e-commerce you'd say or what do you think
1: well let's see so i mean 100 percent like i'm a search engine optimization specialist and i specifically specialize in affiliate websites so the amazon component of that is amazon associates like you alluded to and i mean the reason why i'm not that big of a fan of amazon associates is because in the lifetime of since i've been sending them leads and sending them traffic like Things have not gotten better for me. They've gotten worse. They've mm-hmm. had commissions in half. They went on a spree for a long time when they were just ban-hammering accounts. Yeah. So like, they have a pretty broad and weird terms of service, and they were just taking accounts left and right. Amazon literally still has over $200,000 of mine in unpaid commissions uh-huh. that I never got back. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not that big of a fan of Amazon Associates, but I'd say things for affiliates have improved a little bit. They haven't been as nuts about their account banning. And I think that now that they give warnings, uh, which is something unheard of before, before they would just ban you and they wouldn't even tell you why and then you were just like screwed forever.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it got, I got banned way back. and It was funny, actually, a uh, quick story, but this is yeah. – Back in the day, I got banned because they said I did click fraud on my own ads. Like some day, I spiked up my income, and then I said I didn't do it. Well, how, I did. Why would I? I'm not stupid. I I didn't. You know, it was like normally I was a very small amount, but it obviously was a spike one day. So they said I I did that, and I said no, I didn't do that. Or I obviously didn't reply. So I wrote a letter, and I made a PDF and I sent it to them. And I said, if you keep my account, my account banned, I will click fraud all of my competitors. I will set up different IPs, VPSs, VPNs. I will have pay people all around the world to click fraud everywhere and you can just shut everybody down. You know what they did? They reactivated my account. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fire they were, yeah. With fire. I felt oh, like uh, – nice. I felt a little small win, but they they took that money out because I said just take the money, just take that money you say is not is fraudulent and take it. But why are you gonna ban my account? Like just take the money out, you know? <laughs> like anyway, yeah, this is scary. I mean, uh, that's actually AdSense. Excuse me, that was AdSense. I'm getting things mixed uh, yeah. up. That was AdSense. But uh, these guys, you know, there's so many people afraid of these these gods. You know, Amazon. And Google just shutting down our accounts, you know it's just so paranoid i I think most of our listeners are on the f b a side rather than the associates side uh Of course, we probably have some people in the affiliate game listening, but a lot of our our audience is sellers, brand builders um so I think the idea here is you know sometimes we've had guests talk about it. I've talked about it too sometimes you try to email these associates guys and get them to like add you to their top ten. You know, they you know, like guys like you rank in Google and their associates guys and they they have their top ten best, you know, products in this category and obviously they're making their associates income. And we're always trying to squeeze into there. But I was thinking today we could even talk about you know, buying out one of those guys and being being on both sides. Is that I think that's a little bit gray. We've said in we were talking in email, a gray or black, but it's it's sometimes maybe easier than trying to convince I don't know. I mean, and maybe you could also get some strategy how to how to get a reaction because I know a lot of listeners and me myself too. We try to get get these associates guys to respond to our email to add our product to their top ten or t- you know, and maybe make it eleven or something. You know, that, mm-hmm. I think that's the game a lot of us try to do is get onto these associate sites because you know FBA sellers. We only have so much time in a day, so they're mostly uh, busy with product development, you know, logistics, not getting their account banned. <laughs> so uh, that's the that's kind of the idea of today's show. And you know, I have a rough outline we've been talking about. But is it easier just to buy them out and take over, or is it some kind of way to get these uh, affiliates to uh, give us some love as sellers, FBArs?
1: So, from my perspective, and I think this would probably be pretty useful, because, like, I know from my point of view, anything better than Amazon is preferred, right? So, like, Amazon is the the smallest commission rate you can find. So, if I can work directly with the manufacturer of this protein powder or this pre-workout or this chair that I'm selling, like, good. Like, that's going to be better no matter what. So... I want to do this and I'm actively going out all the time trying to replace people in my top five list and, you know, trying to find the right JV partner or trying to like, you know, like talk to these guys. If I got someone number one that's selling great on Amazon, I'm going to reach out to them one-on-one and try to get that happening automatically. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, in, in my history too, like we've had sites that, you know, they were making, I don't know, probably $500 a month. And then once we started to work with, you know, a, a per person produced this uh, the supplement and came online, they go, they put it on an Amazon, they were also selling it through their e-commerce store and making a solid commission. Like we turned that $500 a month site to $12,000 a month site and then flipped it for six figures. Like that's the perfect situation for me and I will do that all day long. The fact that you're not getting through to these guys simply suggests to me that you're just simply not getting through to them, period. You're not getting in their inbox because mm. most most affiliates set up their websites with fake personas. Like they're yeah. like, like I'm not gonna like go build 15 affiliate websites that all have my name on it. You know, like people reverse engineer and the CEOs are nasty, that kind of mm. stuff. So I it's pretty hard to reach me through there. So that's the challenge. Like, how do you get through to these guys? Um, sometimes like the contact forms will like a forwarding capability (laughs) to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time they're just blank. Like they're not going to do anything. Like that's the whole idea behind affiliate marketing. Like you said it, forget it, make passive income. So that's the challenge. Like what I'd probably recommend is not going the direct route of like find these affiliate sites. but jumping into facebook groups for seo or maybe on reddit too and just saying like hey i got this product cbd whatever um anyone in that niche do you want to work direct instead of going amazon or that kind of that kind of stuff so that that's i think that would highly shortcut your process Mm. and like i'm telling you dude like this is what every affiliate wants like that's not a hard sell you just need to get to these people makes sense
0: yeah i think um (laughs) a lot of times their emails don't work although I have gotten some replies personally and I think others I've talked to they, they're building up they're, they actually want to launch their own brand so like I, I do some coffee accessories and I'm trying to get like these coffee product bloggers to uh, to add me in, and then they'll just straight up say sorry I'm actually working on my own brand and uh, I'm not like adding in new uh, new products right now like I have one guy actually kind of say that to me directly in email and uh uh, so I mean, that also sparks the interest, you know. It's and I think as Empire Flippers has talked about it, you know, there's there's people that buy an associate site and then launch a private label and yeah. just redirect that to their own brands to make, like you said, these small eight percent commission. I said eight or I don't even know what associates, um, you know, if built, yeah, if you're lucky. Um, so that's you know, I that's what I mean. I think people. At least this, you know, I'm interested in doing that. You know, I think uh, I'm a big believer in building a long-term brand, right? Like, of course, that's that's the hardest thing. It's the biggest challenge, but um, I think that would be the goal. So, I just wonder, you know, do you do this on your own branded website? Like you said, protein powder. I should probably also set up a separate site that's like looks like an associate site, and then I have my brand site. I don't know if you're following what I'm saying, but I guess you make like these different to. websites. What should yeah, like yeah, people sure. do if they want to kind of get exposure to, to that? Sure. So, so, so let me just rewind back a little bit to address
1: something that's like super important. Like, it it's about networking. It's about finding these affiliates outside the box. Like you mentioned, like coffee. Like you have coffee products. Great. I know I have a buddy who runs one of the like highest authority of coffee sites on the web. So like. Let me just introduce you after that. But we could, I mean, we didn't have to do this podcast to do that. Like, we could have definitely, you could have jumped in one of the Facebook groups and found that instantly. Like, So check out, like, um, I have a Facebook group called The Lab. Tons of affiliates in there. There's another one called Proper SEO Group. And, uh, yeah, jump in there and just, that's all you got to say. Like, I sell coffee products. You're probably on Amazon. Let's work out a deal. Done. Like, Nice. Okay, so to your question about, like, you know, how how to how to integrate e commerce with affiliate marketing and that kind of stuff? Like this is something I'm also on the fence on too, right? I have authority sites and you know, we're we're giving commissions to other people, but is it possible for me to get a bigger piece of the pie? Whether it be like, okay, instead of you know, recommending people to a third web, a second website that has, you know, my protein powder in the different brand that I started, maybe just also doing it on the, the website itself, the affiliate website itself. And instead of, you know, like clicking off site for that number one protein powder link, it's gonna be just going to the store, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it really matters. Um, in some sense, it's probably better for conversion if you're sending them to another site because it seems like I'm a third party guy reviewing a product. Here's my unbiased opinion and here's the link to where you buy this person's product rather than sending them to your own site. So that's, there's that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't touch it, right? So I don't touch it because I know SEO is so challenging and so evolving that if I get into e-commerce, I'm probably going to fall off my horse on the SEO side. They're, they're beasts in itself. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: always looking for JV partners and that kind of stuff. So, 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 what, what does someone do if they're in the e-commerce game and they want to get into this and like have another stream of organic, you know, organic traffic coming to their site? Like, you can always try to rank your own website. And those are for e-commerce type keywords. Let's just use, let's just use, um, I don't know, vaping. So vape pens or something like that. Let's say you're an e-commerce store. You, you're gonna want to rank for keywords like vape pen, buy vape pen, buy. Buy vape flavors, like all that kind of stuff. These are like bottom of the funnel keywords where people are like really, really anxious to buy. Um, So that's the kind of keywords you want to rank your e-commerce site for. That said, um, you know, like that's pretty challenging. That's like the bottom of the funnel. That's where the money is. So you're up against all the other vape stores and all that kind of stuff. So you might want to go up the funnel a little bit and you get into the affiliate game. This is where you're looking at recommendations. So you're looking for keywords like best vape pen, or vape pen reviews, or the review of the X Mark 50,000 vape pens, that kind of stuff. So that's like the affiliate realm. And typically, your e-commerce websites and your affiliate websites don't rank those keywords, uh, they don't intermingle, Like they they rank for different keywords, they rank for different intents. So how do you get into that game? You can start those websites from scratch, or like you're alluding to, you could buy them on Empire Flippers or whatever. so in terms of the legality of it, like I think in terms of you know like it's, it's obviously possible to do that to like write an aff- have an affiliate site that recommends your own stuff and pretending like it's a third-party review, is that legally okay? Like and by U.S. law, I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm not mm. sure, but I I think it's not. Like I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure it's not. Um, but people do it all the time, like all the time. And you know like in terms of if you were doing it on Amazon, send it to your Amazon store, cloak the crap out of yourself. Like that's, you're not, that's not the same associate's account sending to the same FBA account. Like I'm pretty sure you're going to get smoked in just a matter of time. Agreed.
0: Yeah, we we talked at the beginning of the show about, you know, the band hammer and, they're always looking for some excuse. I definitely think in the TOS terms of service, like I'm even paranoid, you know, we got some Kindle books and I'm even paranoid to use like associates link to my own Kindle book. I think that's even, I know some people try to do that for tracking, you know, cause you can't really track conversions, but it's, it's something too risky for me. So I just do the, the naked link, you know, to the Amazon, but.
1: Right. Well, check this one out. Like my buddy, right? he. My buddy's got one of the most legit affiliate websites ever. He's the kind of guy who will actually buy the products, have them shipped to his house, and review them literally. He's not just gonna like write some fluff review content about it. So he's like a real true reviewer. It's like a real review website. Nice. So he bought like 10 vacuum cleaners one day to have them all shipped <laughs> to his house. And they banned his account. They thought, like, what's going on here? You know, like, this and it wasn't even with his own affiliate cookie. It was a separate, the same login, right? The same Amazon affiliate account login, that, and then their shopping login. But then they connected the two and banned him. Eventually, he got it re- released. But like, that's that's the degree of ridiculousness we can sometimes be talking about.
0: Yeah. So it's it's definitely something to uh, to keep in mind when you're uh, you're doing all this. So, what you know, you were you kind of talked about it a little bit already, but so we have a lot of listeners. You actually have to have a brand website to to register brand registry now in 2.0 and Amazon to have some unlock features, you know, like video on your listing, et cetera. So, you know, you have to have a website. It's also for trademarks and things like that. But then are you actually putting, you don't put these reviews and this kind of like tutorials on that brand website. I know some people say they sh- they do that. You know, they want to have this kind of like educational content, but some people want it to be like a pure play. And then there's like the Gary V. you know, Wine Library or he says the me- the emergence of media sites and e-commerce or commerce sites coming together, right? Like, you know, you even see some news web. I saw Fox Nation, they have like a store now, like, for the, the fans of Fox News can buy uh, their own like cups or whatever but I I just wonder what what should people I know people are always asking should I make a third party blog you know that's not my website that's like content and I have my own brand website you know I know people are always even whether we're talking about associates or affiliate or not just in just in general to build a build authority and my son is in the interview now
1: daddy I
0: daddy I and I not cry. Okay, I'm on a phone call now.
1: Okay, I Thank you. <laughs> Ask him his opinion. What does he? Yeah, think? Yeah,
0: he'll be better than me for sure.
1: <laughs> okay, so you're saying like, should I build another website yeah, or keep sh- it on my
0: e-commerce? Whether site? I buy, you know, I buy an established one or start my own. You know, I know. I know people are always wondering. <laughs> okay, thank you, Moz. I'm on a phone call. Alright, sorry if I go. I maybe I'll leave I'll leave that part in, whatever, man. <laughs> it's funny, it's funny, I like it. Told you kids changed the game, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know where
1: I know where we're at. I know the question to answer, so I'll just go ahead. Um basically, in the past, if you were asking me that question, I'd be like, no, take your existing website and then add on a subsection to it and get into like whereas before you were just targeting vape keywords, buy vapes and vapes and stuff like that, just, in the same website, do like best vape reviews and all that kind of stuff because once you start to build some authority with an existing website, like it kind of keeps fueling itself. Like why would you start from scratch and building authority and trust on a new domain when you already have all this work done? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, things are different. So Google's starting to kind of theme sites on what what's the purpose of this entire website like and usually they're not bleeding you don't usually get two like two two themes associated with your site like i can't be an e-commerce site and a review site at the same time i could be one or the other and i even see this in the affiliate game where affiliate sites are review sites they're reviewing vape pens for example and there's a yet to keep the right balance between review content commercial content review content best vape pen best e-juice flavor and informational content. How to how to load your your cig or um, 15 different ways to blow smoke rings. Like that's informational content. And when you fall out of the wrong balance, then Google's like, okay, this guy isn't a review site anymore, and then you get your your rankings uh, can get suffer can suffer.
0: Makes makes sense. Yeah, I feel. I don't follow all the updates, but I I feel like there's been a lot of stuff with the health industry, right? They, I feel like Amazon want, or not Amazon, Google wants traffic that has the end result. Is that right? I mean, I feel like I've read some news. Um, meaning, don't they want now the actual product owner to have the? Even I'm getting confused, but. <laughs> I guess they – so they want like media sites to be media sites and product sites to be product sites. And like you said, there's like bottom of the funnel, top of funnel. So the bottom funnel, they would put maybe the exact product page. And then the yeah affiliates would be the recommendations on top of funnel. Yeah, yeah. And then so you like, have to have two different sites now if you want to hit both of those.
1: They're really dialing that in, right? So like I got nuked a couple of days ago. My traffic got chopped in – I don't know, like – I lost 40% of traffic, so um, and when I looked at the keywords that I lost, it was just like, these are keywords I shouldn't have been ranking for in the first place. So like, I'm a review website, and where I was used to be number one for uh, multivitamin, for example, that's gone. It's like on page five now. But I'm still number one for best multivitamin. Mm. So they just kinda put me in my place, you know. They, they just kinda said, you know what, you're a review site, we gave you these rewards before, but it's time to take them away because it doesn't make sense that you're ranking
0: for them. So, yeah. So yeah, you're kind of making me think, yeah, you gotta have all these websites now. And then are, you know, I know there's the PBNs and then there's the different who is and different hosting, different IP. So you'd want to do what, are you trying to do all that? or you, or is it okay that you Google knows you have your media site your like a, and your brand site, do you want to really show that separation, or is it?
1: I would. I mean, like what you're talking about with PBNs and who is is just is hiding the footprint. Like you, you just don't want it. Anyone, whether on the back end or the front end, to be able to connect that you own many sites. And you're, uh, I mean, typically that's something that we would look at from a backlink perspective. Like if you if you control. 2000 backlinks 2000 websites and you point them all to one website like google can see you're Manipulating them if you're the owner all of them, but I also take it to the the money site or the the yeah The the money site level the site that makes money and I don't want Google or My competition to be able to reverse engineer and see that I own any sites, right? Mm. I think it's just a smart play to do
0: makes sense makes sense so Yeah, this has been a fascinating conversation and making, you know, I'm thinking as a, you know, I'm more of a, I have many hats to this podcast and I'm a small seller and been in a game for a while, but it just, it just seems like I'm in groups more on the seller side, and and the sellers are always just like, how do I make more content? How do I build really build a brand? How do I diversify off of FBA? And and how do I really, you know? Um, so I guess you're saying it seems like the theme I'm I'm getting from our interview is the goal would be maybe to find JV partners and, and rather than trying to build your own affiliate site, like you said in the interview, you're like, I'm, I'm an internet marketer. I'm SEO. I'm a content guy. I don't really want to make my own you know, FBA account and my own brand. So I think it's just about synergizing, right? So maybe the goal should be instead of trying to build your own affiliate site, if you're a seller listening today, maybe hop into some of those Facebook groups you mentioned. We'll link them up on the show notes and uh, find partners. Is that, that's pretty much, I would say the the main recommendation.
1: Yeah, dude. So like, as we were talking before, I don't want to jump into the e-commerce game because I know it's a whole different world. I'm going to have to learn about shopping cart abandonment, stuff that, you know, I've never learned before. It's easy to you guys because you've done it before, but I've just never done it before and I know there's a whole different rabbit hole to go down, right? But it, the other way around, like from my perspective too, I've you know I I teach people SEO like I have a course the affiliate lab I do coaching we do we I do provide client SEO so like I see time and time again it's nearly impossible to have a different job like to be a plumber to be an Mm e-commerce site owner to to do another thing and excel at SEO you can be okay at it but okay doesn't get you to number one on page one to really excel you got to be a full full full-time seo like you just got to be into it all the time and that's that's the name of the game that's
0: why jv's are advantageous agreed agreed then uh i think i think that should be what people listen to so i i know i hope this i think this show will help people because i literally have seen people just just recently talking and FBA groups, just like how do I find people that are good at content creation, or good at online marketing, or good at affiliate? I think you just got to make more of these deals. I think people got to realize in two thousand nineteen, it's not like the early days of of any of these industries. We're we're in its mature phases where there's people that are specialists and experts at special, you know, and you just got to work with those kind of people. Yeah,
1: I mean. The cool thing about the like your audience's point of view and firing finding a jv partner is like it's just a jv partner it's just someone who has an affiliate link that's going to you you can fire them pretty easily and once you have your your affiliate cart set up you can use reversion or use impact or put it on clickbank you know whatever it is you know like that work is probably just gonna be difficult the first time and it's not even that hard of work. I've, I've helped people set it up millions of times. Okay. But, okay. so like, you know, like if, if it doesn't work out with that JV partner, big deal, right? You just like, okay, sorry, it didn't work out and they're not in the program anymore. Or maybe, maybe they aren't that good at SEO and they never get to number one, it d- that doesn't mm-hmm. matter either. Like you still have your product on the top of someone's list, that's still a good thing to have. Now, if you were having someone do your SEO for you, like SEO is challenging, right? Like there's people that are good at it, there's people that suck, and it's hard to figure out who those are from the from the outside. So, you, just looking at it from that point of view, there's not much to lose from just trying, you know?
0: Agreed. This has been fascinating. Let's talk a little bit about stuff you're you're working on. You 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 have a pretty famous now SEO conference in Chiang Mai, which is coming up in november and if you want to share a little bit about that or or other uh, other things you're working on
1: yeah dude like so chiang mai seo conference november 14th and 15th the day before is uh the famous uh, lantern festival in thailand you know those photos with like a million lanterns <laughs> in the sky
0: awesome yeah
1: it's pretty cool coordination on the timing this year but it's good i mean like Chiang Mai is arguably the SEO capital of the world. There's a high level of digital entrepreneurship. And on top of that, like some of the best SEOs live here. So if for the past, I don't know, like three or four years, I was I was organizing masterminds and having the, like the world's best SEOs to come here and we just get together, party for a little bit, mastermind. Then three years ago, we are just kind of like, you know what, this is fun for us and we're getting so much value out of it let's make a conference out of it and i'm dumb enough to think yeah that'll probably be easy (laughs) i i put that together but it's been a blast and in the you know the the thailand the southeast asia vibe really infects everybody you know like thailand's a land of smiles and and everyone sees a different way of being where like you can smile to people and be nice and and like that's how everyone is and it catches a hold of everybody and it's just an amazing party and great networking and the talks are great and it's it's super fun um for other people not me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i understand man i'm a similar boat we have our this podcast we have cross border summit every it's fourth year in october so a little bit before yours and it's uh for some reason, I think you probably, I talked to other event organizers, it's like a huge stress, but then we keep doing it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. I mean, it's great. You, you add a lot of value. You know, today's show is great. You got me inspired with some ideas, and I and, uh, definitely recommend events are a great way to, especially if you're talking about these JV deals. You know, I think if a seller went to one of your, your conferences, they would probably be, over, probably be the most valuable because they would meet these people that don't have maybe products they're looking for more products to to be affiliates of which would be a great chance for people shoot
1: though clean house like i said every affiliate wants this every
0: affiliate anything is
1: better than amazon so if you're better than amazon meaning you have a product (laughs) then
0: yes nice you're a good fit nice all right matt this has been this has been fascinating is there any other points you'd like me to to add before we to wrap up and how can people find you
1: Yeah, head on over to diggitymarketing.com. It's like super nerdy SEO. I I, I approach it like I did as an engineer, just very, very data oriented. So if you want to geek out, check that out. But other than that, like if you want me to do your SEO for you, I have an agency called the Search Initiative. If you need some like backlinks, I have a a business called Authority Builders that builds white hat backlinks. Chang my SEO conference. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate everything.
0: Thanks,
1: man. Uh, let's talk soon about the, the uh, connection I can give you about the coffee.
0: Yeah, we will. We will. That's what it's all about.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: Three months to go until Cross Border Summit, our fourth annual this year, 2019, October 22nd and 23rd, this time in Guangzhou, China, right near the Canton Fair. It'll be a little bit further. It'll be a, a small taxi or a quick, quick subway ride to downtown Guangzhou where we're going to have two action-packed full days of speakers, roundtables, networking with a great group of people coming from all around the world to celebrate doing export-based e-commerce, Amazon FBA, marketing online, and more. I'd love to meet you there, and this definitely supports Global From Asia as well as the community. Check it out at www.crossbordersummit.com. We made it its own dedicated website. All right, I hope everybody is having a great experience after that. I was taking some notes, maybe join some of those groups, and uh, let's try to marry or merge these product people and uh, affiliate people. And it's definitely you – know, I was just in China for 10 days seeing factories. And its I think the biggest takeaway, which we mentioned, was there's people that are good at making and brands are making products – And uh, then there's the good people that know how to move those products or get that traffic. And it's true. I mean, the Internet has evolved. What is it, 30, 40 years old now? And you got to just know what you are good at and and, uh, really focus on what you're good at. So some of my experiences, I mentioned some of them in the interview, but I met some associates people that would reply to me and actually, you know, I guess my name is out there a little bit. So I just use my real name. I don't use a fake name usually. Get myself in trouble when I try email with fake names because you can't keep track of which name you are. So I just use my real name. Sometimes I just use a Gmail or my uh, blog email or whatever. I'm never sure what's the best email to use, but sometimes they'll remember me or hear of me and they will reply. And some will just be honestly, they're not sure what's the, what's the most valuable thing of their time, or they are working on their own brands. You know, some did work, and some I've talked about in some presentations where you get these invites to their events, you get onto the blog, you get into the content. It's similar as Globe from Asia. I mean, tons of people want to get on the show. They want to get uh, exposure. They want to share what they're working on. So there's, there's, you gotta kinda keep an open mind. There's not really a formula, but I did get some Rejections. It's, it's, it's business development. It's sales. It's, it's it's getting outside of your comfort zone, and putting yourself out there. And maybe somebody will say no, or maybe they don't reply. But maybe these Facebook groups are a good answer. I've already Matt hooked me up with the coffee blog authority site. So hopefully we can get some results there for the Cicetano brand. It's just about grinding. You know, I don't think there is a magic formula. But also, it takes a lot of time. you got to focus. I mean, it's really, really hard for me to be running an Amazon business and and his blog, and we got the cross-border summit. I think, you know, you have to choose what you're going to be good at. Uh, maybe that's what we should almost... I always think about the title of the show later, but... You know, I think you can't be good at everything, and you have to do one thing really, really well. So some other experiences i've been overwhelmed with the podcasts i was on the road it's kind of embarrassing I, I i think it's similar to maybe affiliate outreach or joint ventures but i was uh, i couldn't even get on the internet and i thought it was just a regular phone call april on the team is new and uh, she's helping me out with all of our inbound emails and she booked a call it was like catch up it was actually meant to be a podcast interview with another guest in the future and I couldn't make it so I was trying to email I couldn't get a Gmail I didn't have my VPN I didn't have my uh, any of my tools I was in the airport in Hangzhou so I was literally sitting from QQ and it would bounce I can't I mean seriously China's just totally cut off but you know this this person this will be a guest on the show actually a very uh, influential person they accepted the uh, issue but I mean I couldn't even reach them for like a day I had to send a WeChat to April to try to reach this guest, and I think that's just part of it. You know, I know a lot of us, I'll admit me, I like to sit behind our computers and do things that you push a button and something will happen, but with humans or people, whether it's affiliates or podcast guests or or anything, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a magic. It's going to be a little bit of a not smooth process, and I've learned that too with kids. You know, you I like to kind of—I'm not a programmer, but you know, with the tasks and with our SOPs and our processes and the team, it's also about uh, making things move uh, as smooth as possible. But people get sick; people don't understand the same way that you understand. So I think maybe somebody on your team should be the product product person and somebody should be the people person or you know the programmer whether it's a tech startup or an e-commerce business somebody's got to be the outreach person and you could try to hire that person actually literally uh my wife wendy talks to a lot of people in china and they're asking me to help them find somebody to do outreach for their uh, e-commerce business because their english is limited that's definitely a big struggle i didn't talk about it too much with matt on in the interview but chinese have a huge issue um trying to reach out to these influencers or affiliates or bloggers because they're English and the trust, you know, you got to, people got to trust. So when I, I've been just literally emailing people just as an individual, you know, and I just say, I'm a, I'm a seller on, on Amazon and I'm a business owner and I'd I'd love to make some kind of win-win collaboration with your website. That seems to be the better way than saying like, you know, email them from a generic email in your company With broken English saying, please promote my product. You know, I will send you a free sample. Can you give me a review? I think um, that probably won't get as good of a response rate. But even with my Native American English, Native American or English, Native English English, uh, American English accent. I also don't get everybody responding to me. But I don't know. I don't know if you guys are going to like this. This blah, 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 session. I'm, um, but I think it's just no magic formula and it does take a lot of time, but also just kind of gets the word out. People need to know what you do and you, you need to stand behind what you're working on. If you're going to use like aliases and, and different names, it's going to be hard to, uh, have people know what you do and how to find you. So now I'm actually going through this process where I'm glow from Asia and I'm also a coffee product seller, which is, uh, it's kind of confusing, to me at least. Maybe not to you. Do you think it's confusing? Maybe let me know. All right, let's wrap up this week's show. I'm going to go take out Spider-Man. My kid, man. Miles is just crazy about Spider-Man. Like, I brought back a Spider-Man costume my wife bought on Taobao from China because Taobao has everything. And uh, he literally looks like a Spider- mini Spider-Man now. The, the thing is, like, perfectly designed to look like a real Spider-Man costume. So... I'll do a little vlog on mikesblog.com if you want to check out the personal side. We're going to go to the mall and, uh, where it's nice and air-conditioned because it's pretty hot here today. And I'll do some video footage if that sounds interesting. And we're working hard on Cross Border Summit. A lot of amazing speakers coming out. Thanks so much and have a great day. And Thank you for listening. Oh, Spider-Man's coming.